Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Mike Kelly. Uh, he's a missionary working with Rock of Ages Prison Ministry. And uh, I wanted to ask you a, a few questions, Mike, about your ministry with the Rock of Ages and then about Rock of Ages itself. So let's start off with uh, what is it you do for Rock of Ages and how did you get to that point? Okay. Uh, normally, uh, my ministry is uh, I am the representative of Rock of Ages Prison Ministries. I'm also into uh, public schools as well as uh, the prisons. Uh, we have a regular Bible study every Wednesday at a local uh, prison as well as dealing with the juvenile facilities. We deal with them as well. Also, we deal with the the transitional aspect of the ministry. That is when a person is uh, close to uh, getting out, going back in society. We try to get them prepared, as well as the church prepared, uh, to be able to accept this guy as a person and not put him under a microscope. Also, to get his people the, the church congregation, uh, get them ready to accept this guy and to help him in his Christian growth. So that's basically what I'm doing as of right now. Then Rock of Ages is in prisons, working uh, prison ministry. What is it that Rock of Ages tries to accomplish while, while the guys are in the prison itself? What we try to accomplish in the prison, first of all, we want to see these guys come to the saving of the Lord Jesus Christ. Immediately after that, we try to get them involved uh, with our uh, prison Bible Institute, which is a course of the New Testament. And, of course, we have some of the Old Testament, such as Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and a few other uh, books in the Bible. Uh, When they complete this course, they would have completed, actually, they would have answered over 17,222 questions our purpose is to get them rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Based on their release, uh, we want to get them in a good Bible-believing church. We want to get them prepared uh, prior to uh, going out uh, into society. On average, how many prisons are, are each of your missionaries in? Well, we each are in four a month. Four a month. Uh, last year, as far as revivals, uh, we were in 542 revivals. So on the average, I would say uh, four times a month. And how many prisons are you personally kind of overseeing? I oversee 12 right now, 12 uh, facilities here in Florida, uh, Alabama, and Arkansas. I'm, I'm using the word prison. Mm-hmm. What what types of facilities are you in? We we work in the, the minimum to the maximum. Okay, security there. So we 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 work to, like I said, to those that are, are, are maybe the work camps, as well as your close management. Do you have a story of maybe a scary experience you've had in one of the prisons? Well, in one particular institution, uh, I was in a close management, and that is where uh, these men are incarcerated, uh, actually behind steel doors, and they're in behind those steel doors at least twenty three hours a day. Okay, only one hour for a recreation or. Uh, uh, whatever they allowed him to do. I went to this uh, particular cell, and this guy was, I don't know, he's probably 300 pounder, uh, approximately 6'7", or maybe 6'8". I came to his door and said, Sir, uh, I'd like to talk to you. And he just ran to the door, you know, and said, What do you want? <laughs> and my heart wanted to say nothing, okay? <laughs> but... 
Uh, eventually, I was able to tell him that uh, I was there to tell him about the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he said, well, what you got to tell me about him? And he allowed me to take the Bible and to show him, to present the gospel to him. And to make a long story short, it was a scary situation from the beginning. But I was able to see the word of God break that man down. And eventually, after it was all, before it was all over, that man bowed his head and asked the Lord to come in his heart and save him. And thanked me afterwards uh, for coming there. That was a highlighter for me. I know your wife travels with you quite a bit on these trips. Uh, is she able to get into the prisons with you? She goes into the female facilities with mm-hmm. me as well as the juvenile. Some juvenile has the female and the, the males, and she goes with me and to counsel with the ladies of the institution. Yes. What kind of group activities do you have in the prisons? Is it all one in, one-on-one, or do you have actual group services? It's a variety. Uh, let me just start you from the beginning of what we do when we first go into the institutions. Uh, when we go into the institution, which we send a schedule, we, we uh, coordinate uh, that through the chaplain or the warden. Normally, we'll go in, we'll visit with the men, whether it's on the rec yard, with recreation yard, or whether it's in the dorms, or whether it's cell to cell, you know, one-on-one. We do that during the daytime. Normally, we spend about four to six hours Okay, and to those institutions, if they allow us to, you know, visit recreation uh, dorms or the CM. Now, we then we take a break, and during the evenings, we have regular worship service, okay? And those that can come uh, would come to the service. Of course, those in the close management cannot come. Uh, they're in the disciplinary, you know, uh, uh, areas. But those that are in open population can come to the service, Normally, we spend three to four days into those institutions. Uh, each day is basically the same. So you're not going in like one hour a week. You're you're actually going in and spending all day for several days. All day. If we do a revival, we're approximately on on uh, on any given day, we spend at least eight hours in that institution. So on a three days or four days, uh, we're looking at uh, thirty-two to thirty-six hours into those institutions. And that's that's uh, on any given a week of revival meetings. Very seldom uh, do we spend one day. We don't call those revivals. We'll spend a one day or uh, when we're following up, uh, uh, as such as a discipleship class or something like that. Do you take a team in when you go, or is it just you and your wife? We take a team. Uh, as a matter of fact, we take Rock of Ages as well as volunteers out of local churches. Do you seem to be well-respected by the men, or is it uh, varied? Sometimes they respect you and sometimes they don't. Well, I would, I would put a higher percentage on, on those that receive you. They receive you real well. Uh, I would say 85% of those uh, that see you, they know that you don't have to be there. Uh, they're glad to see you, and especially those in the close management. Uh, the only people they see is the officers. They're glad to see outside guests. Uh, they want to talk to you. And so we are received real well into the institutions. Seven years ago, I was in North Carolina. There were three guys that came in and uh, were worker, you know, what they deal with. They came in to interrupt the service. Two of those guys, of course, they wear their the crosses. They wear them upside down, the bottom up is how we want to say it. After the preaching, two of those guys came to the altar took their crosses off the neck, threw it on the floor, and said, we are tired of this, we want to get saved. 
And so it is worth it. We don't care who comes as long as they hear the gospel, knowing that it is the power of God and the salvation. And so we have witnessed that. And there's several uh, uh, testimonies I could I could share with you concerning uh, uh, those that come with intentions of maybe in, uh, disrupting the the, uh, the service or some just come to, to do other things and that others come to meet. Uh, we have other folk that actually we sodomize. They come, believe it or not, into the services to, to do different things. But we have witnessed a lot that have come to the service and leave there with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that makes a difference. What do you do for these men after they get out? What well, we try to get them into a good Bible-believing church. Okay, We try to get that local church, that pastor, to work with that individual. So a lot of guys in transitional are not saved. Okay, we deal with those now, which in the transitional class, I deal with the entire group. But those that are that are saved and doing well in the prison, those are the guys that we target to try to get them into good Bible believing churches. And in those churches, there may be guys there that are contractors or guys that may own companies or etc. Or we try to get those guys and get them prepared to try to give them a job to work with them, a place to stay as well. And to uh, be a member of that, uh, not just a member, but eventually may, be a me- uh, may get to be a member of that church. But we want that local church, okay, to take that individual and to work with them. If that guy has a family that's on the outside, a wife and et cetera, we deal with that wife, the family, and try to get them into church. And when he's released, we're all ready for him with open arms. So that's basically what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Do you do any kind of education with the pastor and the church that they're going to be going into? Yes, we prepare them. As a matter of fact, we try to take a pastor and maybe some of the laymen. We try to take them to prisons and see what, you know, what what the prisons is all about. See who we're dealing with, you know, and et cetera. And uh, that way, you know, it cut out all the, the myths, okay, that he sees, that, that, that he hears out there. Now he's able to see it. You know, he he's there to see, to see it himself. And so he knows exactly, and he may not have everything, but he has an idea what prison is all about. He has an idea that, that these men are hurting. He has an idea that they have a soul. He has an idea of, of actually uh, how they feel about uh, their families, how they want to get back in society and, and live a victorious life. So he gets to see that, okay? And then he sees the heart of us as missionaries, why we are doing what we are doing. Why? And then he sees that, hey, it is not just jailhouse religion. He said, this thing's works. Okay? And so that's basically how we train uh, that uh, that pastor and his congregation. We also have a three-hour, brother, we have a three-hour training course that we train prior to them going into the institution. Okay? So they somewhat have all of the aspects uh, what's going on in the prison, who are we dealing with, okay, and how to deal with these people. So we have a, a variety, a wide range of, of training that we, we try to prepare those uh, that are in the local churches before they go into the prison. Do you have a testimony of somebody that has gotten saved that has really made an impact uh, somewhere that you'd like to share? Well, we have a guy right now, and I'll not call his name, but he's in our church right now. As a matter of fact, he was in our Bible study. I've been teaching at uh, a particular institution uh, for about eight years now, and he was one. He was a Presbyterian. He knew he was saved at a particular time, but he had problems with uh, losing the salvation. 
And one of the guys invited them to our class and told them that uh, we were ones that believe that once you're saved, you're always saved. And he wanted to come in and uh, just check it out, you know. And and, uh, and as a matter of fact, when he came uh, to that class, I was teaching uh, the Book of Romans, which the Book of Romans, we can just about uh, cover every doctrine it is, you know. And so we got on those particular, on that subject, and uh, he managed to actually, it was the Spirit of God that opened his eyes. And uh, he came to me one day and said, you know, you can't lose your salvation. And I said, I, where do you get that? He said, man, we, I got it out of the Bible, which was there all the time. But this particular individual had led so many others to the Lord while he was in the institution. In the institution and he would bring them to the class. So in my class, very seldom that we would lead a person to the Lord in our class. This guy, and along with others, would go out which they are prepared, rooted and grounded in the Word of God, to taught them how to be soul winners, they would go and lead guys to the Lord, and they would bring them to the class, and we would decipher them. So that is one of the greatest testimonies that we could have, even seeing a person, uh, even though he was saved, but he got things settled, you know, and we got rooted and grounded in the Word of God, and then realized his responsibilities to go out there and, and tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. So it does work, amen. It does work. Rock of Ages is not a chaplain ministry uh, only. You're, you're doing a lot of revivals in the prisons. Uh, do you have a lot of chaplains that work through Rock of Ages? We have 21 chaplains. They are missionaries as well. They do not accept anything from the state. They are chaplains. They are missionary chaplains. Yes, we do. We have several that works in the juvenile facility. The majority of them work in the male facility, I mean the adult facilities. Yes, we have 21 chaplains right now. And they particularly work a uh, facility, or do they, they travel between facilities? No, it's just one facility. Personally, I think this is the most effective part of our ministry because these men, they're, uh, they're every day. Okay, they handle just about the, some of the same things that the state chaplain does, okay, which we do uh, sign a contract as to what we will not do. We will not cater to Muslims or any other, you know, group that it's not affiliated with us, okay? They're able to have Bible studies, discipleship. They're able to, you know, they're actually able to lead the guys to the Lord. They're able to be there not uh, by correspondent. They're there personally to help them with our, our, uh, um, our Bible Institute. And so they're there, and, and they're, like I said, they're more effective than probably any aspect of our ministry. Yes, that is to me the bulk of our ministry is to have someone there and that institution on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Is Rock of Ages just in the U.S., or are they in other countries? We're on five continents right now. Okay, we're in 49 states here. Uh, we're not in Hawaii, okay. <laughs> okay. But we, and I'll just name just a few. We're in the Lafayette, Lithuania, the Philippines, uh, Africa, okay, and there's a few others that, that we're in Mexico, uh, Brazil. Matter of fact, we have a national in Brazil. We have a... Uh, two nationals in and uh, Romania. I think we have a, a, a national in Philippines and I think, and we have a national in, uh, in Africa. Okay, so we are uh, on five continents right now. How can people get more information about Rock of Ages if they wanted it? Do you have a website? Well, we have a website. Our website is uh, www.roapm.org 
And I'll have a link to that at missionarytalks.com that people can go to. Well, thank you, Brother Kelly. It's been nice talking to you. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close? I would say it's a vast ministry. Uh, there are several aspects of our ministry. Uh, we do have uh, college students uh, that helps us uh, even with our grading uh, going into the public schools. Uh, not only that, with the juveniles, we have that uh, portion of the ministry uh, available. Uh, I did not mention we deal with the military as as dealing with uh, with them, especially uh, those that are deployed. We have a discipleship uh, institution uh, uh, deal with them. Uh, also, uh, we want uh, you know to know as a college student, and I know you're there to be educated and to go into uh, areas of the world. Uh, we do want you to know that prison is a mission field as well as any other mission. There are people in prisons that are neglected. There are people that have souls. There are many that are on their way to hell. I do want you to know as well, when you go to a particular country, normally you're dealing with one or two different type religion. In prison, uh, you're dealing with a lot of religion. Even in the state of Florida, there's 113 different type religion in the state of Florida. So we do want you to know uh, that the prisons is a mission field as well. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.